The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. And finally, are you the best better in the US? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free fantasy betting contest. Each week, there is a $350 NFL contest and a $250 contest. Just go to oddscrowd.com to sign up. That's oddscrowd.com to sign up now. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast. That's me on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. But for my additional content, check out my website, lockbetting.com, where I'm on the verge of guiding my clients to their 100th month in a row of transparent track profit. Month number 99 can be seen as the pinned tweet on the Twitter account at SGP Soccer, that's at SGP Soccer. The pin tweet will always be the PL from the previous month. But to see all of my previous PLs, go to the lockbetting.com site. They're free to look at. You can see how transparent I am. You can see how legitimate this is. I haven't had a single losing month for over eight years. And month number 100 is about to become a reality with clients sitting at over 21 units with profit as we approach the end of the month of September. So make sure you sign up in time for October to be a part of month 101. Although, even without signing up, you'd be making plenty of money on these podcasts. The EPL show this year has gone 8-2, and 8-2. Two, Six and four, seven and three, and we are coming off an eight and three weekend last weekend, landing yet another lock with Chelsea coming through for us. We have a seven and one lock record this year on the EPL show. And of course, Scametta Italia in midweek. Incredible nine and O oh sweep. That's something I've never even done before. Nine and O oh sweep on Scametta. That show wasn't going amazingly, especially compared to the EPL show. We were having a few six and four weeks there. We were hitting a lock and missing a lock and hitting a lock and missing a lock. Hit both the locks on that show this week. I've now moved ahead on the lock ratio. And, of course, a 9-0 and podcast will be forever logged 
in the memory. That is historical. It's never done before. That would have been some big, fat, juicy parlay. I haven't actually taken the time to work out what the parlay would have worked out to. I'll know that by the time I record Scamessa Italia, which will be later on today. I had so much content to get through. Have my NFL show that goes across on the Dirty Sheets podcast. Had to look at the NFL lines and everything before I did that. Of course, we've got an edition of the Fight Show out this week with the Anthony Joshua Usyk fight of the weekend. I have another edition of the Fight Show coming up covering this UFC card. I've got the EPL show to do here and of course another edition of Scamessa Italia as well as handicapping client plays for my clients over at lockbetting.com. Hectic, 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 but I will find out what that nine-tier parlay would have cashed as we went 9-0 over at Scamessa Italia. Moving on with this week's EPL show, the game of the week is the first game of the week here as we see Manchester City travelling to Chelsea. City started as strong favourites to win the league this season. They have regressed somewhat after a couple of bad results, namely that defeat against Tottenham, but I think last week was pretty concerning as well. They're now available at 13 to 8, with Chelsea closing the gap at 2 to 1. Liverpool third favourites at 7 to 2, and Man United are the full favourites here at 5 to 1. After that, you have a very, very big gap to Tottenham at 200 to 1 and Arsenal at 250 to 1. But let's be honest, none of those teams are winning the league. It is going to be one of these top four. And I still think that Liverpool don't have a strong chance of winning the league despite their strong start. I think they're going to suffer the consequences from having players going away to play the African nations, something that Chelsea, Man City and Man United don't really have to deal too much with in this season. So looking at this game here, the game of the week between Chelsea and Man City, we have Chelsea as the narrow 8-5 favourites with it being 23-10 to on the draw and Manchester City the narrow underdogs here at 17-10. to I think you... If you want to pick a winner for this, you have to continue riding out with Chelsea because of Tuchel's record here against Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola has shown that he hasn't necessarily been a, a problem solver. When a problem faces him, Pep Guardiola hasn't been well known for solving that issue. So I don't know how he solves the issue of Chelsea here in this game. Chelsea have won all three of their meetings with Manchester City since Thomas Tuchel sh- took charge. And four wins in five Premier League games this season with one draw sees them at the top of the table. In fact, they've only conceded one goal this season and that has been a, from a penalty. It hasn't been a goal from open play. Uh, I'm talking about in the Premier League. Of course, they conceded a goal in the uh, Carabao Cup in midweek. Um, Manchester City lost at Tottenham in their last trip in the capital and have lost three of the last four away, ga- away games from the Etihad, including the Community Shield against Leicester at Wembley. I think there's strong supporting data here for the under as well. Uh, Manchester City have failed to score in three of their eight competitive games this season. And Chelsea have won four of their last five Premier League games to nil this season. I think this will continue to be a cagey tactical battle, much like we saw in the Champions League final. I think there's supporting data there for the under. We saw a lot of games between the top six teams last season go under. And I don't think this will be too different. I think if anybody's going to nick it with a single goal, I think Chelsea will find a way to win this game but my main lean here is going to be on the under I don't see three goals in this one and I see value in that play that's available at four to five here in this game up next playing at exactly the same time as Chelsea versus Manchester City is Man United versus Aston Villa this kickoff was moved from 3pm to 12.30pm due to an event in Manchester and Man United coming off a midweek loss in the Carabao Cup are available here at 1-2 to two to win this game. It's 19-5 on the draw and it's 13-2 here on Villa. Villa are a team that I expect to do well this season but I think if Man United lose 
their unbeaten record here or drop any points to Aston Villa, it would represent a poor result, especially coming off a midweek exit in the Carabao Cup. When there's pressure on Solskjaer to win a trophy, a Carabao Cup wouldn't have satisfied our fans anyway, and I don't think an FA Cup would either. Um, a Champions League, I think, is unrealistic. So now we are pretty much all in on the league. Uh, we're only in October and we're all in with this league. It's lucky that we've made the good start that we've had, but we still look susceptible to conceding goals nearly in every game, even though we've got that solid back line of Wambasaka, Shaw, Varane and Maguire. I don't think it has sorted out our defensive frailties as yet. Obviously, we're winning games and this defence is going to gel a little bit more as the season moves on. But at the same time, we haven't been tested yet by an elite attack. And I don't think Aston Villa necessarily represent that. Although I think they've improved, despite losing Jack Grealish, I think this team have improved overall by adding the pieces that they've had. And I do think they'll challenge for the top half this season. Manchester United should be winning these games and looking to keep a clean sheet in it. Unfortunately, tomorrow I don't think they will, as United have kept just one clean sheet in seven competitive games so far this season. Both teams have also scored in 12 of Man United's last 15 Premier League home games. Obviously, that dates back to last season. But the good news is Aston Villa have lost 11 of the last 13 competitive meetings with Man United. Man United now have not lost in seven Premier League games and Man United have won with both teams scoring in their last two Premier League games. So it makes sense here to tack on the both teams to score. That does give you significantly more uh, money back for Man rather than Man United just winning here at 1-2. to two. By tacking on Man United with both teams to score, you get that up to 2-1 to one plus 200. So as you can see, a significant jump up. If you don't want to take the risk on Man United to win and you do just think the both teams to score trend will continue and Aston Villa are capable of getting something at Old Trafford, you can take that independently here at 4-5 to five here in this game. I think that would be the safest way to go. I still don't see a clean sheet in this Man United team. But last week, we cashed on both picks with Man United to win and the both teams to score separately. But uh, I think separately here, taking one pick at one to two and one pick at four to five doesn't quite give you the same value as last week. So I think putting the two picks together at two to one is probably the way to go for this game. Up next, we move on to the three o'clock kickoffs and we begin with Everton at home to Norwich, where Everton are now the four to six favourites. It's three to one a draw and it's nine to two on Norwich. We've seen significant line movement here because of the injuries that Everton have. They have a few players missing and obviously the punters have picked up on that and are starting to fade Everton. Everton also exited the Carabao Cup in midweek, losing to QPR. So the public aren't fully behind Everton and um, that is giving you more value here on Everton here at four to six with the absentees being um, Calvert-Lewin, Jordan Pickford, Seamus Coleman, uh, Luca Dinia also came off in midweek. So it is a mounting list, but this is a Norwich team who don't have a good enough squad to stay in the Premier League, whereas Everton can rotate players and still have a good enough team here to beat Norwich. I'm looking at the projected team here of uh, Begovic, Holgate, Mina, Keane, Godfrey, Townsend, Decore, Alan, Iwobi, Damari Gray and Rondon. And I still think that's a team I'm confident in. Confident enough to pick up three points here at home to Norwich. And I think there's great value in the line at four to six minus 150. Everton have won 
with both teams actually scoring in their last two Premier League home games, whereas four of Everton's last six Premier League home games have produced over two and a half goals. So we could be looking at goals here, especially with a depleted back line. But despite the fact that both teams could score, I still think Everton will end up winning and scoring more of them as this Norwich team have lost their last 15 Premier League games in a row. And whilst they've only kept one clean sheet in seven games under Rafa, they have won three of their top five uh, top flight matches so far this season. Their defeat came because Aston Villa had too much for them last week. The injuries did catch up with them, but this is an Aston Villa away. This is Norwich at home, the worst team in the Premier League, the team that are going to go down with with under 30 points. So I still think Everton will win. I still think there's value here. Well, there's more value here than there was at the start of the week. This one to two has moved to four to six minus one fifty, and it's the type of line movement that doesn't put me off at all. In fact, I'm more likely to play Everton now than I was at the start of the week. So Everton on the money line here to beat Poor, poor Norwich City available at 4-6, minus 150 for this game. Up next, we've got West Ham's visit to Leeds. And this is a sign of the times, really, because West Ham are a away underdog here going to Leeds. That really does surprise me to see West Ham as a 6-5 to favourite. It's a limit of four in a draw, and it's 2-1 to one on Leeds. I see goals here in this game, um, despite the fact that that hasn't always been the case in Leeds games. I think we do see some goals here. I think we see both teams finding the net. And I do actually agree with the pricing. I think after seeing West Ham at Old Trafford in midweek and seeing West Ham against Man United last weekend, despite the fact that Ronaldo should have had three penalties, it's just ridiculous how this um, how this league is being refed at the moment. The fact that none of those were looked at VR, the fact the referee decided, hey, it's Cristiano Ronaldo, he must be diving, I'm not going to give him any of these penalties, it's absolutely ridiculous. That's what VAR is there to stop. But the bottom line is, is that that's not West Ham's fault. And West Ham had an opportunity in the 95th minute to still level that game, but David Moyes made a horrible decision and bought on Mark Noble. It's an acceptable decision because Mark Roble has a great penalty record under normal circumstances, but this isn't normal circumstances. It's a 95th minute and there's previous. You've just seen two guys come on in the Euro 2020 final, which is fresh, and took crap penalties that cost England the, the trophy. So after seeing that, why would you do the same thing a couple of months later and bring on Mark Noble to take a penalty? It makes absolutely no sense. It's a no-brainer by David Moyes, which which proves why he didn't succeed as the Man United manager. Because despite the fact he does really well at clubs like Everton and West Ham, he can't make the right decisions on the pressure situation. And that was probably one of the shittest. And luckily for Man United, Mark Noble couldn't score past the goalkeeper that can't save penalties in David De Gea, proven by the fact he didn't save 11 in the Europa League final. And I was absolutely certain I would have put my house on Noble scoring, uh, despite the fact that I didn't agree with the decision to bring him on. And luckily, Man United come away with the points. But not so luckily, because as I said... Ronaldo robbed the three penalties, so we should have beaten West Ham comfortably. In midweek, we looked poor. It worries me that our squad looked that poor against West Ham. And West Ham were also able to rotate and beat us. So there's a lot of depth here. So it could prove that West Ham do something either in that competition or the Europa League this season. Or they'll be able to cope with injuries well enough to finish high in the Premier League table again this season. I certainly think they'll be finishing higher than Leeds. Which is interesting because Leeds had a decent season last season. Yet... 
Um, West Ham had a much better season and are now regarded higher than Leeds whereas going into last season Leeds on the Bielsa and their style of football were considered a team that were more entertaining and would finish higher than West Ham that is absolutely no longer the case West Ham actually won both meetings with Leeds last season including a 2-1 win at Ellen Rose and Michel Antonio comes into this season having scored five goals in five competitive appearances for West Ham and he returns here for this one which makes me even more confident that the Hammers are going to be able to score against Leeds here away from home. Both Leeds and West Ham have seen both teams score in four of their five Premier League games so far this season. Leeds, though, have not won in five Premier League games this season and both teams to score has been a winning bet in seven of West Ham's last nine Premier League away games. So both teams to score is my lean but I do fancy West Ham to to keep winning. I have not been impressed by Leeds' start to the season and I don't think they pick up the win here in game number six either. Up next, we got Leicester City at home to Burnley, where Leicester are available at four to six to win this game. It's nine two on Burnley, it's sixteen to five on the draw. Leicester are in a little bit of danger here of letting their season spiral out of control. They were supposed to be a team that put pressure on the top four, and they're certainly not doing that based on their recent results. They've already lost three Premier League games this season, including being hammered by West Ham, and they've lost back to back games. A one nil home defeat against Manchester City is not too bad, and neither really is a two one defeat against Brighton uh, away from home. But when you consider that Leicester are supposed to be among those elite teams, you shouldn't be losing to Brighton, no matter how good of a season they're having. So you have to think that this is a game where Leicester need to bounce back. And Burnley probably represents a decent opportunity to do that, given that Burnley have lost seven of their last eight Premier League matches and definitely look like relegation contenders this season. Leicester have won four of their last five home meetings with Burnley, losing none. And in the last seven games between these two teams, both teams have actually scored in six of them. So it could be worth looking at that. And under normal circumstances, I would. But I'm just very, very much on Leicester's side here. I think they need this win. I think they need the bounce back. They certainly haven't had the start of the se- start to the season that they've wanted to have. Uh, losing three of the first five games is definitely not where Leicester want to be at this point of the season. And if they are going to put any pressure on the top four or even finish in the Europa League places... They have to get better. So I'm going to go for Leicester on the money line here. This is a perfect spot for them to bounce back and get back on the winning track. Up next, we look at Watford at home to Newcastle here, where Watford are the 11 to 10 favourites. It's 5 to 2 on the draw and it's 12 to 5 on Newcastle. This is a very short line on Watford. Bearing in mind, Watford's are the newly promoted team here and Newcastle are the highly established Premier League team. Newcastle also still have the better players. Despite the poor start to the season, despite the pressure on Steve Bruce, Newcastle per man are the better side. So they, for me, are a live underdog here. I certainly like them to avoid a defeat. There is also strong supporting data that both teams are going to find a net here. Despite the fact Watford are unbeaten in four competitive meetings of Newcastle, I like Newcastle to emerge from this game undefeated. Both Watford and Newcastle are yet to keep a clean sheet, though, in the Premier League this season. However, these sides have scored 12 goals between them in this period. There have been two 1-1 draws in the last three Premier League meetings between Watford and Newcastle, and both both teams have scored in four of Newcastle's five Premier League 
matches this season. So I'm going to ride that data, but I very, very much like Newcastle to avoid a defeat here as well. They're available at 8-11 not to lose, whereas both teams to score here as a separate play is available at 4-5. I think that definitely represents value here, given the data that I just went through for this game. The late game on Saturday sees Liverpool travelling to Brentford as the 1-2 favourites to pick up an away win. It's 7-2 to draw and it's 6-1 here on Brentford. Brentford have made a solid start to the season. I was very impressed with them on the first day of the season. They beat Arsenal and I was equally impressed last week when they won away to Wolves and won away comfortably. But I think Liverpool is just a stretch too far here. I think that the the likes of uh, Man United, Liverpool and Chelsea are going to drop very, very few points this season. Until, of course, Liverpool come up in the African nation situation, which is the reason why I don't think they're going to be competing for the league this season. And I think with them picking up those points with Chelsea, Man U and Liverpool picking up those points on a regular basis, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Manchester City to retain the title this season and as I said at the very start before a ball was even kicked before Manchester City dropped silly points um, away to Spurs where they lost and at home to Southampton I don't think this team are going to win the league this season and I stand by that and I think they're going to get a strong strong contest from Chelsea and Manchester United in particular and possibly Liverpool if they can get themselves in a good enough position before the African nations start and it will mean winning games like this and I do think Liverpool will win this game tomorrow they have won nine of their last 10 Premier League games and have scored exactly three goals in each of their last four competitive games. Um, and Sadio Mane coming into this one has more expected goals than any other Premier League player this season. He has 4.12. Uh, Liverpool won their last two Premier League games 3-0 and Liverpool have gone nine away trips without losing a Premier League game. What's also interesting here is that if you look at the results every week for the first five weeks of the season, Chelsea and Liverpool have both always delivered the exact same result. So Chelsea play first, obviously at 12 day. This is not going to continue this weekend. I predict this ends this weekend. I cannot think of any result in the Chelsea Man City game that will be replicated in the Liverpool Brentford game. Perhaps Chelsea going in front, Man City chasing the game, and then Chelsea scoring a second and winning 2 0. Um, and I could see Liverpool winning this game 2-0. But so far this season, whatever result Chelsea have had, Liverpool have had as well, including the one-all draw against each other. So if Chelsea opened the season up with a 3-0 win, Liverpool won 3-0 in week one. And last week, both of the teams won 3-0 as well. It's every week, week one, week two, week three, week four, week five. So far, Liverpool and Chelsea have had exactly the same scoreline. So that would be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I think it obviously comes to an end this week, this weekend. And if there is a scoreline where it stays the same I'd be looking at 2-0 Chelsea and 2-0 Liverpool here in this game but my pick's going to be simply for Liverpool on the money line I think this is a great parlay piece here at 1-2 but if you're a big better who bets thousands this is a way just to win back half of what you put on you can put two grand on here and win yourself an easy grand as Liverpool I think will find a way to to emerge with three points from Brentford up next, we're moving on to Sunday, where Southampton are hosted, hosting Wolves, and they're the narrow 8-5 to favourites. It's 9-4 on the draw, and it's 7-4 here on Wolves. I think Southampton will be looking to build 
off what they did last weekend, which was getting a point against Manchester City. Um, but I just don't see goals here in this game. I think if somebody does win it, I think it will be Southampton, but I think it's just going to be by managing to score the first goal in this game because I think this is definitely going to be an under. Under two and a half goals here is available at 10 to 11, which surprises me as it's landed in all five of Wolves' Premier League games this season. Southampton and Wolves have scored just six goals between them this season with Southampton drawing all of their last four Premier League matches, including uh, against Man United and Manchester City. Two of Southampton's four draws in the Premier League so far have been goalless, whereas uh, Wolves' last seven Premier League away games have been under two and a half goals. Obviously, we know Wolves had that issue where... Um, they were putting up a lot of expected goals, but they weren't scoring. They did break that when they went away to Watford and won, scoring their first two goals of the season. But they drew another blank last weekend. So in four games so far out of five this season, Wolves haven't even scored a goal. So I don't see how these two teams are putting up three between them here. I'm certainly going to take the under with that kind of data. And that's available at 10 to 11 here for this game. Up next, we're going to look at the big North London derby. Not so big, though, because these two teams are struggling and their main goal this season looks like they're trying to finish above each other. Arsenal, though, are the favourites to win this particular game here at 6-5. It's 23-10 on the draw and it's also 23-10 on Tottenham to emerge with a victory here from the Emirates. I'm not too sure where to go with this one. I think it's going to be a tight and cagey game that gives us under two and a half goals. If I was to lean towards someone winning it, I think Tottenham could set up here to to get something from Arsenal. I think Tottenham on the double chance represents some value at four to six and perhaps a small sprinkle on them here as a pick. They have only lost one of the last six competitive meetings with Arsenal, whereas Arsenal have only won two of the last five Premier well, two, they've won two of their five Premier League games so far this season. These sides have scored just five Premier League goals between them so far this season. Five of the last seatings, six meetings though between the sides have seen both teams find the net, but five of Arsenal's last six home games in the Premier League have ended with under two and a half goals. I'm going to go with them both to continue being goal shy, and I'm going to look at the stakes here in this matchup where both teams don't really want to lose to each other, and that could lead to a cagey, aggressive game with um, them pressing very, very hard, putting in a lot of effort, and pretty much going all out to deny each other and leading to a stalemate, either a one all draw or maybe even a nil-nil draw, or maybe a game that's nicked by a single goal, but I certainly don't see it getting to three with how goal shy both of these two teams have been this season and especially with the fact that Nuno has primarily set up defensively in big games and uh, Mikel Arteta is known for it and it's something that the Arsenal fans are very much not a fan of. I understand that it worked to win the FA Cup um, a couple of years back in a couple of key games, especially that semi-final against Manchester City, but it hasn't worked in other big games, but uh, Mikel Arteta continues to go to it and he'll be doing, he'll be doing that again here, looking to um, get the game won on the counter-attack and Tottenham too are looking to get this game won on the counter-attack so it'll be interesting to see who disbands that strategy because someone in this game has to be willing to take possession of the ball and has to be in control of the game which allows the other team to counter and I think that's going to lead to a cagey battle here in itself. Um, if Arteta's team do manage to win this it's a complete U-turn from where we were before because Tottenham at one point were top of the table with three wins out of three and Arsenal had lost 
all three of their opening three games and uh, Tottenham fans found that very amusing to look at the league table where they were top and Arsenal were bottom. Well, the three... The 360-degree U-turn for that would be Arsenal winning their next three games and Tottenham losing all of the next three games. And if Arsenal win this, that big U-turn becomes a reality. So it will be very, very interesting to watch this North London derby here on Sunday. And I think it will finish with under two and a half goals. I think it will be a tight and cagey affair. And... I think the same thing about this Monday game. This is actually a derby game, despite the fact that Brighton aren't located in London. They aren't too far from Crystal Palace. So this is considered a derby for both of these teams. And Brighton come here as the away underdogs here at 6-4. to four. It's 21-10 to 10 on the draw and it's 21-10 to 10 on Crystal Palace. I certainly think that this one will go under two and a half goals simply because of uh, the fact that these two teams don't want to lose to one another. They know what it means to the fans. Paris Palace have notoriously been an under team over the years and so have Brighton. But that's simply been because Brighton have been failing to convert their expected goals. They've been a lot better this season and have made a strong, strong start. And I think if anybody wins this game, I would be leaning towards Brighton showing how much they've improved and, uh, and getting this win away to Crystal Palace, who themselves haven't had the worst start to the season under Patrick Vieira. They've lost the tough games you'd expect them to lose. Um, they've had a 0-0 draw against Brentford. Uh, they've had a 3-0 defeat against Liverpool, 3-0 defeat against Chelsea, but you expect that. They've also had a 3-0 win against Tottenham, which is a great result for Crystal Palace. So, it's been the start that you expect. I think their fans will be very, very disappointed if they lose this game, but I think they need to prepare themselves for that disappointment. Brighton look really good so far this season, and if they can win games at home against the likes of a Leicester City they should be able to go away and uh, and get a win here against Palace I think they're worthy favourites I'm not going to argue with that but I think this cagey game certainly sees under two and a half goals here and that's going to be my play here for this final game of this EPL slate closing out with a lock on this show I'm very torn between two particular teams here it's Leicester and Everton, both available, best price 4 to 6, minus 150. Leicester looking for a bounce back. Everton looking for a bounce back. I think Leicester would be more in need of the points looking at the expectations going in at the start of the season. But Everton, they're managed by a guy who used to manage Liverpool. So they're just waiting to jump on Rafa's back. And Rafa has managed to hold these fans at bay so far. But getting knocked out of the Carabao Cup off the back of losing 3-0 to Aston Villa and then coming home and dropping points against Norwich City, injury or no injury, I think despite the fact there's more expectations of Leicester, this weekend I feel there's more pressure on Everton. And I do think that this is a good game for Everton to win despite the fact that they have injuries. They've won three of their five so far this season and they're playing a team who have lost their last 15 Premier League matches in a row. Obviously, Norwich will win at some point. Obviously, they'll pick up some points. I don't know when. I don't know how. But this is a team that are going down. They're going to go down with a very, very low total. And it will be a very poor result. Injuries or no injuries if Everton don't get the win. I think they'll get the win here. And I'm going to take Everton to keep the Norwich losing streak going here. And it's available at the nice price of 4-6, to six minus 150. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL Show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.